What's up, guys? It's Pauline Theology, Daily Devo. I'm Paul. I'm back. Let's let's study the scripture, guys. We finished Amos. Man, what a powerful book, huh? What a powerful book. And now we're on to the New Testament. We're switching back and forth, old to new, and we are on James. So I hope you guys are ready to study James. It's, it's some good stuff, man. And so I'm excited to be able to go through this book with you guys. And what we're going to do is start out with the introduction. We're going to read James 1.1. Not, not, not very much, huh? Just one verse. But we're going to talk a little bit about the book and what it means and everything. So read the verse, stop the tape. If you have already read it, let's go ahead and jump in. It says, uh, Jacob. Oh, I'm sorry, James. I'm tripping. <laughs> it says, James. Um, <laughs> it says, James, a slave of God and Jesus Christ. It says, to the 12 tribes in di the diaspora, greetings. And so, uh, yeah, this is James. The reason I said Jacob is because actually in the Greek is uh, Jacobos, uh, uh, Jacobas, and uh, that, that's Jacob. But somehow between Greek and then um, and then uh, uh, Latin and then English, the, the name moved from Jacobas to uh, uh, Yamos, I think it is, Yamos, to James. And so now we call him James when his name probably was really Jacob. But uh, that's nonsense. It don't even matter. Uh, what's in the name? Like they say, that's Romeo and Juliet, right? Anyway, so James is the brother of Jesus. All right. Um, and what's so unique about this is that he's calling himself um, a slave of Jesus. So this is what's so unique about it is the fact that who wants to call themselves a slave of their brother, huh? <laughs> yeah, so he's calling himself a slave of Jesus, even though he's his brother. And then I think another important thing is the fact that he doesn't claim the brotherhood of Jesus as being, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't claim him as being brother of Jesus because, you know, it would have more power to say, bro, Jesus is my brother. You know what I'm saying? He was like, now you got to listen to me because Jesus is my brother. But instead, he is uh, identifying himself with everyone around him that they also who are slaves of Jesus. He is a slave of Jesus, that his relationship with his brother doesn't dictate the fact that he has to be humble and submit himself to the one who is above all. OK, yeah, so that's that's some powerful stuff. And who is he writing to? Well, it says he's writing to the 12 uh, uh, tribes in the diaspora. And so he's writing to just a bunch of Jewish believers who are dispersed throughout all of uh, Asia and Asia Minor and uh, um, where they're at. It's because they've been separated and he wants to send these letters to those people that are out there so that they can uh, listen to his words, learn to grow and trust in Christ and walk in the newness of life. And so it's the 12 tribes in diaspora. That's the, 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 the Jewish believers who are separated amongst all of the nations that are out there. And what's his purpose in the book? Well, we don't get this from scripture. We, we were going over the first question just a second ago. We just talked a little bit about James and what it means to be a slave of, of Jesus. And then also who he's writing to. But I do want to bring up what are some of the purpose or the purpose of the book. 
uh, he has three things that he, he kind of talks about that we're going to see um, um, as we continue to study. The first is that uh, we go through trials. We go through tribulations. Um, and then the second thing is, is that uh, the rich and the poor, like wh what do we do and how do we, how do we find ourselves in a situation with that? And then the last thing is wisdom. Like well, what is wisdom, the nature of wisdom and how do we use wisdom? So as we read through, we're going to be finding those are three major themes that we're going to be studying as we go through this. Now, the second question, man, is uh, what do we see about God early on as we read through James 1.1? Well, I think we can say that definitively is that uh, Jacob um, believes and asserts that Jesus is God. Okay. Uh, the way that uh, the construction is, it says God and Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, he's equating not only that that Jesus is Lord, but he's also God. He is not only uh, saying that he is the leader or the the um, the king of his life, but he's equating him with God as well. He is saying that Jesus is God. And so that's the first thing that we can say about God is that Jesus is God. And second, the title Lord and the fact that he calls himself a slave of Jesus lets us know the sovereignty of Jesus. Uh, see, first he's Lord. That means he's he's overall. He commands uh, everything. But everything includes James himself. And so that is who God is. It is he is Jesus and he is absolute sovereign. Uh, the third question is, what is it saying about man? I think that we, as the people of God, need to remember that we are under the control of Jesus, that our lives are placed under Jesus, that we should be considering ourselves as slaves of Christ that he should have rule and dominance over us all. I know that's a hard thing to think about as someone commanding and ruling over your life. But when you think about the fact that he is good, that he is a good Lord, that he is a good king, that he is a good master, then it's easier to place yourself under this. We'll see later on in James that it says he's the father of all things good, that, that every gift that comes that is good is from him. And so when we re remember that, then it's a lot easier to say I'm a slave of Jesus. And then also I think it says about man is that we are all of equal worth in Christ. Uh, James himself doesn't claim the, um, um, the fact that he is the brother of Jesus to give him more status than any other person. He refers to himself as a slave of Jesus Christ, just as all of us should be. And so under Christ, we are all equal. We're all uh, um, have value. And how, how do we how are we going to put this this stuff together? Right. How do we apply these things to our lives? The fact that God is absolutely sovereign and that God is Jesus and that we have worth under him. Well, I think that we should realize our status and worth is found only in our relationship with Christ. 
I think we should realize and recognize who Christ is, his beauty, his wonder, his awesomeness. And then uh, knowing what Christ has done for us, knowing what God had done for us through Christ, then we find our value that we are absolutely loved and desired because he would give his life for us. So when we recognize Christ, then we can rightly recognize our worth because we see how much that Christ has done so that we might have a relationship with him. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'm excited to jump into James. So uh, yeah, let's get it on.